Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my co-host, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hello, Hector. And we got a very, very, very special episode oh, today. Not, yet. not hello to you. Hello, audience. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> very special episode today. We have a guest on who is our frequent collaborator at least once a week, but oftentimes, more often than that, he is the, correct me if I'm wrong, Head of production at the at Geek and Sundry Twitch channel? Is I'm, that what it is? I'm head of live production. Head of live production yeah. at Geek and Sundry. Yeah. I don't head work of, with the dead ones. Just the live production. Don't ah, do dead good. productions. Mm-hmm. Don't be creepy. I'm just glad <laughs> you don't work on the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you should stop making trying to do new MASH. It's dead. That's that show is it's over. It's I'm done. Sorry you're no longer getting a paycheck from Spider Man. Turn off the dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who picked this movie that we're talking about today? Now we're getting into now we're getting into like each movie that we talk about each week. Like we have a guest on that's like, oh, I love like I want to talk yeah. about this movie. Uh, he is uh, as well as everything I mentioned a second ago. Our gum master extraordinaire or games master for the specific game that we play games once <laughs> once a week on our show that Keller and I do at Geek and Sundry called Dick and Johnson. That's he like a is discount Spider Man villain, the games master. <laughs> games. Do you yeah. want to play Parcheesi? <laughs> do you mean the Riddler? No, I'm the games master. No, I just like I have a, a bunch of board games here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Plastic Man and Elongated Man. Like they didn't think they had the rights until the last second. Like, oh fuck, the games man. Exactly. Oh, we actually have the rights to that. Hey, who uh, made that uh, Plastic Man specific just now. That <laughs> was not said their name yet. Sax Car, ladies Sax and Car. gentlemen. Sax Car. And you were Sax talking about Dick R's and Johnson over on X's. Geek and Sundry. Dick and Johnson. Yeah, you want to mm-hmm. talk real quick about Dick and Johnson and what that is? <laughs> All right. Well, um, before I was the head of live for Geek and Sundry, I was just a host. Uh, but I had been—I mean, I've been a producer for a long time. But uh, and uh, the current heads of live over there, which was Dustin and Lucas, mm-hmm. uh, asked me if I would take over the show that was basically just a spinoff for two characters you guys created. Mm-hmm. And they're two woke rednecks who save the world every week with wacky guests. And I think I wrote like 10 pages and I sat down like to run like a real true RPG. Like I had, you know, branching decision trees in my head. It's a very <laughs> simple system. It's like a one die system. If you want to know, just watch the beginning of any episode. But you guys just went off the rails and stayed off the rails for the entire hour. And then I walked into the next week with no notes. And somehow we started making it really work. <laughs> and it really is. It's like a it's sort of a, it's, it's an improvised RPG, but RPG is in like really heavy air quotes, and it is just basically a cool, fun sort of story that we build, and it's because we're allowed to make the world whatever we want it to be, mm-hmm. it has become very strange and wacky and has a very evolving, uh, it has an evolving meta, it has an evolving yeah. canon. That was a really good way mm-hmm. to describe that, man. It's very succinct. Very succinct. I learned a lot about the show that I've been on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Some of the history of that. So uh, thank you so much for oh, coming no to our apartment, Sax, and watching the movie that you picked and wanted mm-hmm. to talk about. And uh, now you are sitting down here with us, ready to get into it. Really but, lay out every step that yeah, got us what to else this. What else did we do? <laughs> I am raising a mug. We all went water to the bathroom in between the movie it. and we this. We, we have mm-hmm. water in mugs. Mm-hmm. And I even said to Hector, we're going to put it in mugs like they do on talk shows. Make it real classy. There's, so, no, there's no cameras here. There's that's no a couple yeah. of steps that I've just wanted to lay out for you guys as far as things that we've done. I could there was be... a pretty decent sushi spread. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there was. Did you get? Did you partake in any of that? No, I missed. Did it. you parcheesy in any of that? Yeah, I parcheesy in it. That's a callback. <laughs> I yeah, tasted it. It tasted a little charge- parcheesy. Charred peasy. <laughs> I could be drinking water out of a. Someone burnt these peas. Dog bowl. It wouldn't matter. It's a. It, there's no. There's no cameras. It doesn't matter. But we're doing. We're being. Mm-hmm. We're being classy for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. we're doing it for ourselves. You wouldn't believe the mood lighting in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like we're going to put you through like a lie detector test right now. Yeah, like the light's I'm only ready. on Hector. I'm ready. Let's do this. Like I think 30 more candles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to add to the Keller, 2000. you know what I'm about to ask you? They're all of the Pope that quit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to ask you. Keller, what movie are we talking about today? Tell us in the Brit voice. Episode uh, <laughs> 489 <laughs> Brick <laughs> 2005 mm-hmm. Director Ryan Johnson Johnson's impressive debut finds Hammett-style P.I. stories restaged in a high school as the superb Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL, sets about investigating the suspicious death of a former girlfriend. I wish British people spoke like that, where they would yeah. just interrupt themselves and go, JGL, as they're like speaking about like <laughs> reading do. the paper. I'm what they call a British hype man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're talking about Brick, you guys. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've seen Brick since seeing what probably is my favorite Star Wars movie, Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi, Whoa. which I loved with a capital L. I thought it was so great. And um, I remember when Brick came out, I did not like it. Couldn't get into it. Um, and <laughs> has things changed? Same Wait. thing with Looper. Yeah, couldn't get into, it. and it's. But I always. But we'll we'll talk about it. But what I want to know, Sax, why Brick? Why did why when we sent you a list of movies, where you're like, I want to talk about Brick. Uh, if I sent a list, you said while well, we were pl- we were we were playing Dick and Johnson, you're like, what about Brick? And I'm like, yeah, that works. That was oh, we also were like, hey, what's your favorite thing? That, like buildings are made out of. <laughs> You said brick, and we're uh, like, brick. perfect. <laughs> well, it's bricks. Um, we'll put you down for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I, I just we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. Um, I love like alternate universe sort of stuff. It really is just like when I'm reading a comic, I want to read like what like what ifs and else worlds and yeah. stuff. And so, um, and and like I love cover music. Like I like music where it's like off off style covers. Like here's the hip hop cover of Bach. Mm-hmm. That, that's a terrible example, but um, <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> so, the idea of someone saying, if like doing a film noir in a high school and really just not pulling back, like just yeah. being, we're just going to talk like they're all old detectives, and yeah. it's going to be, it's going to really have high stakes, and but it's very much in a high school, and it still has those strange high school trappings. It just immediately attracted me to it, and I, and I also like films that don't cost a lot of money but give absolute maximum value because, yeah. I think I'm very reactionary to like stuff that where it feels like they paid from for they paid enough for you know they paid for my likes they paid for those thumbs you mm-hmm. know and and I think that uh, I want to fall in love with something that costs nothing which is why even though I don't really like to watch it now like Blair Witch Project is one of my favorite movies because someone just makes a really scary film for no money I think it kind of ruined horror films for like ten years after but that's not important right now interesting thankfully Brick didn't do this like people didn't see Brick and go like oh you can do it for 500k then yeah. let's just make every movie 500k no but but um, I think that when when I first time I watched it I was just mesmerized by how beautifully the it had been adapted and it just it stuck and I, I even watching it now I'm like oh wait maybe it's not as great as I remembered it but it is really interesting and innovative yeah um, I also think when I first watched it I was in Maine where I grew up <laughs> and like you know there was like snow up to the windows outside and so this like really gorgeous 
California, like, you know. Their um, lockers are outdoors. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, it's a magical world. I mean, they could have been like, we're going to do a film noir, but with unicorns in it. And then the, the, yeah. the same same deal, same effect on me. <laughs> uh, my, actually, my favorite movie of all time is the same way. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is my favorite film. Really? And, Shane Black. And nice. I saw that. In a like snowed in hotel, totally. yeah. and the, and that makes um, sense. and then I came out here to L.A. and I'm like, I live in, near that overpass. Yeah, that's so every, that's everything I watch now, though. It's, it's like, like you recognize oh, that's the where, yeah. L.A. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's always fun. It's all ruined. Yeah, <laughs> the magic is ruined. Uh, Sax, you said a bunch of cool stuff that I want to unpack. <laughs> you're, you're good. At, yeah, this is a great episode. Speaking, this is great. You yeah, said a lot of thanks. cool stuff. Thanks for coming by, man. No problem. Uh, so that's you Sax's just, thoughts on brick. You do that, and I'll just drink. We could have literally like. Tweeted this out, but no, we had him come all the way over here and watch the movie to to land on how he feels about it. But no, I think that um, you really summed up what is great about the movie Brick. Uh, my personal feelings aside, I could totally like agree with you with the idea that it was it feels new it still feels fresh it feel it does not feel like another movie that i've seen the closest as you were speaking that i could think of like because you were saying you know it's a good thing that the rest of hollywood didn't go oh you could make movies for five hundred thousand dollars and kind of do this the best i could come up with for the influence of this film would be uh or rather like the um uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like the, uh, uh, the, the ramifications. Mm-hmm. No, like the response to brick is maybe Diablo Cody's script for Juno in that she also oh, yeah. did not hold back. And it's not, it's a totally different movie. And we're actually going to be talking about Juno in a, like a couple of weeks or something. It's funny that they're, they, both of these movies sort of found their way roughly in, in around the same people's like what subconscious. The Juno came out in 07, I believe. Right. And this is 0506. Mm-hmm. It was released, like, re- wide release in 2006. And I feel like it, you you cannot say that this movie does not go full-on film noir, oh, yeah. you know, while being this high school backdrop. It's not trying to um, make film noir mainstream. Yeah. It's not, it, that's not what it's concerned with. And I feel like... That's just what it that's is. That's just what it is. And Juno yeah. has characters speaking in young people, specifically with Juno and, and, and the way that she talks. They're not trying to, like... Diablo Cody was not trying to hold back in that script with, with oh, I'll try to make this more realistic. She mm-hmm. was like, this is who this character is, and I'm going to make her speak like that. But other than that, I can't think of anything else that, like, Hollywood really grabbed from this, other than, oh, Ryan Johnson's a talented writer-director. We'll give him stuff. Yeah. Uh, which How many for, movies has you know, he done? Like this, this is his first movie. Then he did, uh, God, did he do, who directed The Brothers Bloom? Was that also oh, Ryan yeah, Johnson? He did that. Mm-hmm. I think he did Looper after Brick. It was like Brick, Looper, The Brothers Bloom, and then Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Is Brothers that insane? Bloom was before Looper, maybe. No, I think it was after. Well, I don't know. But the good news is, it's good that we have no way to ever know any of this. We're just like, you know, taking shots in the dark at this point. We have no clue and no way to know for sure. Um, Man, if I could only find this faster and make this joke land better. (laughs) We live in a lead cave. (laughs) (laughs) Our internet is bad. (laughs) Um, Lead cave bad. I mean, I think to Ryan Johnson somehow, okay, directing. So, oh, okay. So Brick and then a bunch of shorts Mm -hmm. and then the Brothers Bloom and then an episode of Terriers, which is also one of my favorite TV series. Great. He did Ozymandias, the best episode of Breaking Bad. Yes. And then Looper, then three episodes of Breaking Bad, then Star Wars, and now the next Star Wars thing. The next three Star Wars is. Yeah. But he he just, he, he. Gives you he ta- he pulls something out of everything he does in a really interesting way. I I also noticed that the movie is absolutely like it feels like zero budget. It, it feels, does, but not in a 
bad way. It only just like right. in the quality of shots, basically. Correct. Because from that, the thing that I noticed, because I'm trying to put my, okay, you've seen Ryan Johnson with like an unlimited budget do Star Wars, and now what, what, can, you, what can you observe from this version of Ryan Johnson is that he really was doing things with the camera and making this work with what little he had. And I can see, you know, so, like every single trick you can do with mm-hmm. a camera. If you have zero money, he did mm-hmm. it. In this movie. He did it. Um, oh shoot. What was I going to say a second ago? But like the thing for me is I'll just say like how I feel about the film. Uh, I lay it all out I, on the table. Hector. This You're is it, sweating. man. This <laughs> is the reality. Sit down. This is the reality. <laughs> it is so interesting. Last week we talked about musicals because mm-hmm. the movie was Sweeney Todd. Yeah. This week we're talking about film noir. Basically, Essentially, yeah. as Are a we, genre, okay, and, all right, and similar to say so. musicals, I feel like I'm out of my element because film noir is not a genre that I'm super familiar with. I can't even recall the name that is in that description. That is what it is a massive influence on Brick Hammett style. Don't know Hammett. Dashiell Hammett. Presumably, don't know Dashiell Hammett. I don't know P. that I style. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen those either. I, I've only seen like a few biggins. Mm-hmm. Like Chinatown and like mm-hmm. Chinatown. And Which even Sunset that is Boulevard like a mm-hmm. is like a new Hollywood version of film. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like True. it's not from the era that mm-hmm. it was like a thing. So I'm just saying I feel out of my element. I feel like I cannot accurately sort of I'm just not equipped to like to analyze it the way mm-hmm. that people that know film noir can watch this and go. I see what they're doing here because I don't know what they're doing because I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with the genre. But at the same time, because of the fact that Ryan Johnson chooses to take that and smash it with high school in Southern California, which is something I am intimately familiar with mm-hmm. because that was my life experience. He it, was a teacher. Oh, no, no. You went yeah, to high school. So. I was a teacher here for 30 years. I taught AP in Ken. Southern California. <laughs> I used to teach so. <laughs> in, in Diego. <laughs> Uh, it just it, it rings false to me because it I'm not looking at it like alternate reality like sax is. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. That, and I know that. As soon as the movie starts, I'm going, well, my problem is I'm never going to be able to get into it because my own brain is like, this isn't real. This isn't real. But, because he's smashing those genres, I'm like, well, I know this thing, but I don't know this other thing, but I know this thing isn't the case. Can't work for me. I... I- I feel like I should probably give like step back and give Keller a whole lot of microphones to to say more. But yeah, to, I need to, you guys to shut the to comment on that. <laughs> I um, I think. See, the thing is, is, I think there's something very real about it from my own high school experience. And admittedly, you know, again, I was in like a, the frigid north, but but I think that the self importance. Yeah, in your in your own high school world, yeah. like what your high school bully or your high school rival or the girl you're in love with is doing feels just as high stakes as a film noir might. And yeah, no one talks like that. But Mm -hmm. I also think that there's, I mean, it's no different than, I don't know, like what's that TV show that I've never actually watched much of it, but like the kid like animates his own life or something like my life is a high school nobody or something. Oh. But like you, there's like a sort of internal fantasy life to, it could almost mm-hmm. be that this is all from, from Brandon's perspective and that Brandon just sees the world and you are. And thus we've sort of been transported into that. Like, you and know, if we see anybody else's perspective, like let's say Brendan's parents, they'll just be like, Oh, Brandon's girlfriend broke up with him. Like that's all that yeah. happened. Yeah. But to yeah, him, he's doing like, that throughout the movie yeah. because I couldn't help it. I could, uh, I've never seen this movie before. Yeah, what what did you think, man? I liked this movie. Okay. I thought what they did was cool mm-hmm. cuz I like noir movies. I also haven't seen enough noir movies, so I 
kind of just want to watch noir movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the times I felt like this movie wasn't sure if it wanted to be a straight noir movie or a parody mm-hmm. of a noir movie. Yeah. Good observation. Sure. Because it is so... Because a part of it, like, it will just, like, lean in. Oh, also high school. <laughs> yeah. Just out of nowhere. Which also is, like, I could see, like, Ryan Johnson, like, he does those jokes just out of nowhere. And they kind of don't fit mm-hmm. and he kind he there's no jokes in looper mm-hmm. brothers bloom is all jokes mm-hmm. and then star wars is half jokes star wars mm-hmm. is they <laughs> it like, worked for me in star wars yeah, though, most yeah. of the time yeah well okay so the 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 glory of doing these sort of send-ups or these the, uh, not necessarily mm-hmm. parodies but like you know the cross genre stuff homages is, yeah, yeah is yeah. when you you start doing it and you're like okay what if we were going to tell the story of the jungle book but we're going to set it in a nunnery mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you find those places that overlap really well and it seems like music it's like synergistic yeah and i think you know he's like oh shit like the 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 police informant detective character is like going to the principal's office the what if we did that scene where he's like you know you know muscling the VP and it's just the vice principal of the school and it like and that's really brilliant and and for me that that just you know all the endorphins fire in my brain and I'm like I love this movie I love um, the character you know. of brain same sort yeah. of thing yeah brain, I like brain is, a lot too. is sort of like the techie like I guess yeah. informant guy the one yeah. who can like who who can just find information which in the real the world is like in a crime thing who's like on the computer exactly like, mm-hmm. except in this case he's just like a very tapped in the library librarian's like yeah. studious kid he has glasses who, who, who gives like, him big glasses yeah so you know he's brain like uh the main character has very small glasses mm-hmm. but brain he has much larger yeah. glasses <laughs> so like brain is like i could picture brains right. the character's real name being like brian but yeah. brendan calls him brain as it as this you know to just lean into that yeah and then there was that one moment, and maybe there were more, but I can't think of any right now. The pullback moment where we get to um, the pin's house, and his mom serves them like cereal, and and yeah. we all of a sudden got the, like a mom in this, and we were like, oh, this is. It was so funny to me, but it because because it was that out of nowhere. Like, remember where we are? We, these kids are in high school. They're like, he's yeah. at his also, mom's I house. Also, I couldn't help but think that every single time I saw Tugger yeah. in his damn dumb <laughs> white wife beater and his uh, I feel like white beanie. On, on and this every watching, Tugger time, is too far. Tugger <laughs> is way too far, especially since there's like yeah. moments where it's like. I'm going to smoke a cigarette next to this toilet in my dumb white beanie. You yeah. look so stupid. T- Tugger yeah. is very extra, as the it kids It just say. seems mm-hmm. all a bunch of, like, rich like, Orange County kids with nothing better to do yeah. <laughs> yeah. than to yeah. get into drugs. It's almost like I haven't seen the movie, but it's, I think it's, is it Better Luck Tomorrow? That has, like, a cat, like, it was by Justin Lin, I think, from mm. the Fast and the Furious franchise. He did it before Tokyo Drift, and it has, I think, John Cho's in it. And it's, like, a bunch of Asian kids that are so smart and like their life is so set that they decide to rob a bank so it's like that kind of thing where i'm like it does feel like breakers yeah spring break great example where these kids i'm like y'all don't have any real problems so like you're going to engage in these sort of like i definitely got that vibe a lot especially Mm -hmm. since it's just like i went to high school with the rich white kids Mm -hmm. who just like got into drugs for fun of it yeah exactly yeah you know Come come to think of it I think I did too. It's Dan probably a lot of your school. Yes. Too. I know that a lot of kids in my high school class, they may have been doing drugs. I don't know if they could get like hard drugs, like bricks of drugs, but they would like go to TJ a lot because we're in San Diego. And I remember there was this, this one kid who was like a Mormon Can you kid. Can what TJ means? 
TJ is short for Tijuana, Mexico, which Thank is you. like right on the border where the drinking age is 18, not I thought you were suggesting that TJ Miller <laughs> sold a lot of high school drugs. TJ Miller. There's some on kid top in Alabama that's like, who's TJ? Yeah. <laughs> go to TJ Max. Oh, man. They got, you can go to <laughs> San sounds, Diego. They got TJ Max on sounds, every corner. That sounds fine to me. I'll go to TJ Max all the time. Hell, I'll still go. Should I stop because I'm not in high school anymore? No, we're not making fun of you if you're listening to us from Alabama, maybe Louisiana, wherever. But all we're saying maybe. is... Maybe, Maybelie. <laughs> Maybelie, it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> All I'm saying is like, there was a group of high school kids that were like the cool kids. They had one cool kid in their squad who was a Mormon kid and it was like known he did not drink, but he still... What like this one night of partying threw up because of how much soda he had. Like so, so there was some. We like, call them soda. Yeah. <laughs> was, so there was this like year's some combination. You know, and he was like proud of that because he because it was this thing where he's like, no, nah, I don't drink. And my cool friends still let me like party with them all the time. And all I do is go down to TJ and have like Sprite, and I have like a lot of Mexican squirt, and then I threw up or whatever. Virgin daiquiris. Yeah, but um. <laughs> so I remember high school being a lot of. Kids thinking it was high stakes and also a lot of normalcy. I'm like, which character in this were you in high school? None of them, but like closest to swing. Oh man, that's a great question. Sax, who were you? Jeez, I mean, uh, weirdly, and I mean, anyone who knows me and 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 who has seen me will not believe this, but I really do feel like I was Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. I could see that because my sort of sleepy Jesuit high school. I was just one of the very few people there who like decided I was just going to do whatever I wanted. So like I was just like walking from click to click and talking to people and mm-hmm. like going into the principal's office and like being like we need more soda machines. I think you know and <laughs> and talking my way out of detention. Um, and I was really like actually that was like for me going from high school to college was like a real like oh no I'm no longer king. Yeah, <laughs> but not like in a I have a Letterman jacket <laughs> and like some abuse issue sort of way. But like in hey like I literally just just ran my high school because I was willing to and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel a lot like that character somehow. You can when you're in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, somebody, I forget where I heard it, but somebody was like, you can choose your grades in high school. You can choose them. If you want to get A's, you can get A's. You just like do the work. If you want B's, you can get B's. Do some of the work. Yeah, if you want to have a good time, you can, you know, if you want C's, fine, man. Do, focus on other stuff, but like you're going to get C's. Like you can you pick, just you sound can... like any teacher though. It's like you can get True. A's if you want, but yeah. you have to do the work. Shut up, dad. <laughs> I'm serious. I'll I don't give you remember. 50 bucks for every A you I get. I do not remember ninth through 12th grade, My which is never did that. high school in the United States. I you do not remember if you don't get like kids struggling because they were dumb. Yeah. In classes, I remember kids like no goofing child left off. Behind. No, I do not remember. I do not ever remember a kid that was like a high school like cool kid just going. Oh, I don't understand math. Like that never happened. Like it's well, there, there I'll is, teach you and we'll become yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is there is like a thing in college too, where like in college there's just there's some sort of cutoff where oh I totally, you can't just do the work and get A's. You have to actually figure it out and like know? or like be talented. And there yeah. were classes where I was like, oh, I don't fucking get this, and I could, like could not get it no matter how much I yeah. I guess applied myself like I couldn't. And then there's other classes where I was like, oh shit, this is super easy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. other students were like, how are you doing? You know, just, it's just whatever. <laughs> that college is where you're like, what is your brain for? Here's what your brain's for. Here's what yeah. it's not for. But Mine, high school, high school my brain's has not for ever. going to college, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't know. I quit. Yeah, good. So did I. Well, I, I quit went for some and then quit. Yeah. So I just dad. took way more years to finish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, taking yeah. some years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm probably brain because I feel like brain was like, kind of kept his head down but still was had his finger on the pulse and then like would help 
kids that were like, hey, help me out with this. And everybody knew who he was. Yeah, but he was still yeah. like not popular, but everybody knew who Brain was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give you that. Keller, who I'd are you in high school? I'm more Brain. You're more Brain? Yeah. yeah. I see you was like a Kara. You were just like drama queen. I was like... a drama queen. I had a different costume on every single day. <laughs> every day. Just hung out in dressing rooms and on stages. Yeah. And, uh... That was your yeah. domain. And I mean, that was a really interesting... Again. A sex story to murder. such a beautiful, like, like, okay, we can't do a cabaret, you know, set, so they're just in the, mm-hmm. in the like, the drama club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because of the money. I remember... Man, okay, this came out in 05, 06. If I saw this when it came out, when I was 14 years old, I'd be like, sure. Oh, fuck. I would have been graduated from high school. And I did see it. In 05, you would have been graduated? From high school. I graduated 05. Man, I was not even in high school yeah, yet. Yeah, I know. We're different ages. Yeah, uh, that's accurate. I'm a different age still. Wow. The when? life is so strange. <laughs> Wait, let's go Weird. through it. <laughs> break this down. Break this down. <laughs> okay, like, but what year were you guys in fourth grade? All right, so. One, two, two three. Uh, I remember in high school, man, so much of the backdrop of Brick does feel like where I grew up, which is a suburb of San Diego mm-hmm. called Chula Vista, and then kind of a suburb of that which is, uh, I mean, Chula Vista is its own city, but basically like, you know, like neighborhood, city, yeah, yeah, not like yeah. a city city, like mm-hmm. with, you know, skyscrapers and yeah, shit. Yeah, this is where this school yeah. is, the elementary yep. school is. We have our own target yep. for this area of yeah. Chula Vista. <laughs> and then I had another area, which was East Lake, and it was like all new housing developments, and it looked just like that. And I remember I would ride around, especially in like middle school, on bikes, bicycles with my friends, and we would pretend, we would like wish, like, man, oh, it'd be so cool if we found a dead body, because we would just be so fucking bored. We would want to go and like get into some shenanigans, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Whenever did you wear capes and have a duck cane? <laughs> no, no. But one time we like filmed a fake Mad Max movie. That was fun. Really? Nice. Yeah, you still have it? Somewhere. Get I think, a hold I think of that. My buddy Justin yeah. Webb. Get a hold of that. Did you do an Australian who's like, accent? He's like a father now, like his married father. <laughs> like, I think we'll have that somewhere. No, I did not do. It was not. We didn't go full on Australian with it. We were just like Come on. Southern California kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Committed. Was there anything that you picked up? Because earlier, Sax, you said that like as you were watching Brick with us just now, you were thinking, oh, maybe it's not as good as you remember. What was it? What what made you say that? Think that? Well, I certainly felt that like Tug was way more of a cartoon than I'd ever remembered him. Mm. Like that that character is way over the top. Some of the costume stuff is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like, you're talking about uh, Tug looks ridiculous. Pin, the the pin looks ridiculous. <laughs> He's wearing a cape and just like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I somehow bought that now and before. You bought it now yeah. and then? No. Yeah. A, this is, I just felt like you guys are about to get a D&D game going right now. And this is yeah. the drug kingpin. Like, I couldn't take any character in this entire movie that seriously think, just based on appearance. How I gave him, like, a backstory, part. though, where he was, like, he had, like, a... In fact, I seem to remember that being in the movie, but that might just be, like, weird. Or maybe I saw a director's cut or There's something. There's no backstory like, that justifies a cape. I, but I feel like he might have been, like, just some kid who was, like, ostracized because he had a club foot and, like, managed yeah. to get into the club you know, into the club trade. And the club foot trade. No, into club the... Um, trade. Started selling club foots. No, he got into the drug he trade. He have and, like, a club foot. He smuggles bricks in it. Oh, that's the, that's the story. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I bought that. that character. I mean, I think... You know, like, there's just something about it that's just a little looser than I remember it being. But I think maybe when I was, you know, younger and more innocent and just watching it, I just was easier for me to get lost in it. Yeah, Um, I think as I was closer to high school age, characters weren't as cartoony to me. Is this too edit crazy, this movie? I don't think so. It's not. You like the edit? It's not an Edgar like Wright cuts? edit movie, well, I, you know? I don't know how I feel about, like, the all of a sudden we're 
zoomed in. <laughs> sure, sure. There, All I of mean, a sudden, close up. I, I, I also, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess, I have. I think I had already been somewhat through film school when I saw Brick. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but um, like when you know the pin closes the door and then the girl is like right there, that and was kind of like cool. crossfaded. It looks yeah. cool, but my question is, why is that? Like, sure. you know, what is what is what is Ryan Johnson saying with that? Is he saying that they're the same person? Is he how is uh, it? What are we supposed to take from I that? I think right? he's just yeah. doing tricks, and that bothers me. Like, I, I want, I want it to, but mean it also something. does feel like trying to just prove himself. Like, you can tell he just like. Put everything into yeah. this movie as right. far as which like, isn't a bad thing it was necessarily. A, yeah, it was a Sundance darling, I think. Right, mm-hmm. it was like I a, believe mm-hmm. that yeah. it was in two thousand five. Yeah, and I think that yeah. um, I think that the movie benefits from reputed re- reputed viewings, repeated viewings. <laughs> I don't think you viewed that at all <laughs> because uh, because like I mean we're watching it with closed captions. We rented it on Amazon, and um, it uh, it helps because the language is so unique and fast that it's it's you know i have to watch movies like film noir movies sometimes with subtitles i have to watch some british films just because of accents with subtitles for me to kind of you know like keep up with it that um that yeah i think that the movie will because if you watch if you're watching it the first time at least this was i remember this being my experience back when i first saw it was like i'm just trying to keep up with the story i couldn't see those kinds of details mm-hmm. of like the pin crossfading into what was her name laura mm-hmm. you know which i did notice this time i was like oh that's cool like I, so i didn't really get that much stuff and then for me unfortunately a lot of the movie was boring it felt like certain you know but again i don't i'm not that might just be the sort of film noir it's, it's, it's purposeful. Just it it's just talking. It, yeah. it I isn't keeping like with the noir it. genre. A lot of like mm-hmm. long scenes where people just sort of stare off into the places. And he did do it more with the camera than most noir movies. Though, For sure. Which is good. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I found a lot of it around. boring. The stuff that really worked for me were like. I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a great job, and I think he is his, really good. His character, I I did believe, even though he was like an unrealistic hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, kind of an unrealistic hero, but I bought it, and I also really liked his costume, if we're talking about costume design. Mm-hmm. The fact that he always had his hands in his jacket, and they were, like, up in front, just kind of hunched over. I was like, that's a good character thing. Um, yeah, I yeah. liked certain certain moments that were, like, revelations. Like, when he looks over and he sees a cigarette, and then, like, you put two and two together, like, oh, she was in the car, would mm-hmm. she, so she must have been involved with Emily's murder or whatever. And I also I wish we seeing, could have seen his Danny Glover dad. <laughs> Or his like just younger, a little bit of that Danny Glover home life. His younger adopted black brother. Exactly. It's just, just like some of it's that. God's thumbnail exactly. as he points up to a moon, <laughs> a crescent moon, and a, and a starry night in L.A. It's like you're uh, 14 years old. You need to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, cool. Bye. It's God's thumbnail. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I like. I mean, I, I do There's like Joseph Angels Gordon in Lovett. the sewer. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That's real sad. I like seeing the actress who played Emily mm-hmm. uh, because I love Claire from Lost. I love anybody from Lost, if they're in a movie. I didn't even catch that. Dude. My baby. <laughs> my baby. Charlie, my baby. Charlie. Yeah. Char- <laughs> uh, what else? What else did you guys notice? Uh, Sax this time around and then Keller, like, for the first time. What's some stuff that you liked or disliked? Hmm. It's, it's um, I mean, we all commented on it. We all, we all were, we're all making the jokes, and I think I never really thought about it the first time. Like he just sort of drags your body into the tunnel and leaves yeah. it there. And yeah. Like days later, and you were the, you said like rats are going to eat that. And I'm like, yeah. why did I never think about rats before? Yeah. Because Probably because in, in Maine just, there are no rats because they're all frozen. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Point. And Pennywise mm-hmm. is eating all of them. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
I had a point and then it, it fell also, out of my Joe head. Joe Gordon Levitt yeah. gets like punched unconscious way more times than I remembered. Yeah, man. Like, I remember tough. He, it happened a lot, but he like sh- in his glasses should have been broken multiple yeah. times. Well, he, he should keeps not getting have punched on, and then he gets like punched and he's not unconscious, so they punch him more times, and you're like, he purposefully. One time he's wearing sunglasses, and I can't tell if he's wearing those over his glasses or not because there is an effect when he gets punched of breaking glass, like his glasses would have been broken, but the sunglasses aren't broken, nor are his actual glasses. Did his eyeball shatter? I don't think so. <laughs> his one glass eye. He did, like, throughout the film, put his glasses away in that little, like, like it seemed like a hard steel case because it's like he knows he gets into shit enough times that he's like, I'm going to have something to protect my glasses. He did a lot of that uh, a lot. crouch down and bounce on your knees thing. Yeah. In front of people mm-hmm. who are bloody. Little Spider-Man kind of a crouch mm-hmm. pose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that he was like a nerdy character, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes with my fingers in yes, the air. Thank, thank you. Wearing glasses. But he like got into fights and was able to fight Brad Bramish mm-hmm. or whatever. Like he fought all the jocks. Brad Bramish. He beat yeah. the crap. That first, the, when he first goes to see Dode, who's your buddy, yeah. he punches him in the face kind of like out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then even tells the other guys like, you're, you're all drugged you're up. You're all drugged up, and I had a full night's sleep, so I got six up on you in whatever clever <laughs> yeah. way. And they or were like, noir okay, way. okay, man. You know, so he mm-hmm. fought like a lot. I like that. Yeah. But then he almost died. It seemed like he was coughing up a lung. He did. It was yellow at the end. Like he had like, he had like mm-hmm. liver damage or something. I know. What were you going to, what were you going to say? Sorry? Oh, I, I liked Brad Bramich a lot. I, I just think that's just a, like, they did such a good job mm-hmm. of encapsulating those a terrible jock weird, character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those were like very weird. Like this is a bit now. Now we're going to do this bit for a second. <laughs> that Brad Bramich is always like, just put me in the game. And everybody else is just staring at him <laughs> for so long and like a little bit looking at every, each other. <laughs> you just described so many people's high school experience. Exactly. I feel Just like that one is one person yelling accurate. and everybody else staring and making yeah. eye contact yep. awkwardly, silently. Yep. And like, nobody, and you know what it is? Maybe it's because I never said the right thing, I feel like, in high school. That's not true. I mean, I had a good time. I had a good time. But like, let's get into there it. There was never the moment of, uh, somebody would be sitting on Brad Bramish's car and be like, and just say the perfect thing. And that's what brick is it's like all hard to believe all the characters say the most perfect thing at the perfect moment you know you tend to say i mean you're good at that now where yeah when did you pick that up uh like last year like not (laughs) not when i was in high school not by a long shot sax what are some movies that are in your top 10 Oh, oh he just time. posted this. Yeah, just did you really? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> I want to know. Um, he sent it to us. Pull him up. Pull him he up. Put it on up. the worldwide. Yeah. Oh, cool. I was like, I, I, if I'm going to be on the show, I better tweet it now. Mm-hmm. So, whenever you're listening to this, figure out when we shot it and do the math. Okay, I have it pulled up. Okay, okay go number ahead. ten. Uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, which you've already wow. mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. actually number one. I wrote it in reverse order. Okay, like a dick. You've two got a shared movie, which is Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not in my top ten. That surprises me. Wow, you got Rathacon. Rathacon. Okay, we, we were talking about this a little bit on that Dick and Johnson episode. Rathacon, Galaxy Quest, mm-hmm. and a few others are what I would call perfect films. They are in themselves perfect. I actually mm-hmm. think this is probably like this is a perfect example of a high school noir. Like it, it yeah. sort of it doesn't. There's no other way to go with it. Like, and I think Galaxy Quest, even though it's a parody of a genre of movies, it's is just exactly what it needs to be in every way. Galaxy Quest yeah. is in my top ten, and Ra- I don't think it's in mine, but but I love it. But Wrath it's of not, Khan, I'm looking is, right is, now, it is, isn't. <laughs> Wrath of Khan is just one of those films where you're just like, oh shit, like this mm-hmm. is exactly like, what it needs to, be. and it's. It's so brilliantly made by the fact that, like, you know, they, that they couldn't get Ricardo Montalban and, you know, Shatner in the same room, so they have to do it from bridge to bridge, and like, yeah. it makes it. 
oh, this is everything about it. And, and I remember as a kid being like, there's this little little like moment when the Enterprise crew is on the Genesis station, mm-hmm. and you're like, and you're like, I always felt the pacing from that was wrong. And I rewatched it like a year ago. And I'm like, no, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so anyway, so yeah, it's a great film. Comics Next. is so mad. He was, you know, buried alive. Yeah, that was really good. Thank you. I didn't know that thing about they didn't want to be in the same room. There's, no, they weren't available. They were like oh, they had okay. to get they had to get Montalban in between seasons of filming Fantasy Island. So they got oh, him during okay. the summer, and I think that was part of it. It was like, well... Billy Schatz was busy. I mean, yeah. the, the rest of the production or whatever, but yeah. I mean, I love how they yeah. started writing that movie without checking to see if they could get Ricardo Montalban. They just mm-hmm. love that villain character so much that they're like, what if the sequel's all about him? And then like, as they were done, they're like, oh, we should probably ask if he's a... Uh, oh, yeah. hey, do you want to do, do this? Uh, yeah. Well, this, these were like the emergency yeah. writers, too, because the, yeah. the, the production had been in the hands of the people who made Star Trek the motion picture, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, God, no. You know, mm-hmm. like, whatever you do, not another one of those. What's next, Keller? Ferris Bueller's Day. Oh. Excellent. Yeah. It's so Excellent. good. That might be my favorite John Hughes movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. That and Breakfast Club. That and Spider-Man Homecoming. What's next? That and Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Flash Gordon. I haven't seen Flash Gordon. Really? Yeah, I love Flash oh, Gordon. Oh, that's one that I... I don't think I can get into because I saw it as an adult. I think if I saw it as a kid, it would be like, it would be lasered into my eyeballs as like, this is the greatest mm-hmm. thing you've ever seen and you'll love it forever. Like people like Alex Ross, painter mm-hmm. Alex Ross, like loves it or Seth MacFarlane mm-hmm. or any of these dudes that grew up with it. But uh, me as an adult, I was like, this is it's, terrible. It's kind of inherited. My father loved it. Yeah. And he loved the Flash Gordon TV serials and comics. So awesome. he showed it to me very young. But I don't know why because like it's never like, I never like played football, but mm-hmm. I love the throne room scene where Flash Gordon's like, well, well, I got to kick these guys' asses. Let me use the one skill I got and plays basically like football against Ming's troops <laughs> and is kicking their ass. Yeah, yeah it's it's fun. It's so worth it. I actually show it a lot of times like when I, on like my first movie date with a girl. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. I will show Flash that Gordon. film. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just putting all your cards on the table. It's like, all right, this is who I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it early. But it's sorry, yeah. Rocketeer. And then, and, and, oh, that's a yeah, yeah. great Rocketeer's movie, though. Great. Rocketeer's yeah. great. All right, next. Tampopo? Tampopo is Tampopo. a... Is, is a um, Japanese food porn noir, essentially. Mm. Um, in. You're in. <laughs> yeah, it's a Japanese film. Like, it's it, um, it's mo- almost entirely in Japanese, and it is a, it's almost a Western as well. And it has... Super in. It's one of those movies where you can't tell if, like, they... Maybe they ran out of, like, the main plot, so there's a bunch of un- interconnected ones. So the, the overarching plot is this woman has inherited or, or otherwise gotten her hands on a, a ramen restaurant... And she's not very good at it. And these two truckers who like have a weird like Western truck. It has like horns in the front of it, and they wear cowboy hats. But they're you know again, it's all Japanese men. It's a Japanese truck. They go in and they're like, "Your ramen's not good, but we'll help you." And they like get in a fight with somebody who makes fun of her ramen, and then they agree to help her learn to make the best ramen ever. And it's like a quest to learn that. But throughout that, it just takes weird like full scenes where it'll just be like, "And now we're gonna see a bunch of Japanese women taking a class on how to eat in America." But there's like an American in the restaurant. And he's slurping his food So they're all slurping their food And now we're going to cut to like Two lovers who are obsessed with food So like They're like cracking eggs And like sucking them Between their mouths Or whatever And that's unrelated And now we're going to cut to like the, the One of the one what? of the places That the cowboys take The the Like Tom Popo's her name what They take her is A bunch of hobos Who are all ex Like five star chefs But who live on the street now And then like teach her how to cook But with like hobo ingredients It's insane And beautiful And wonderful And there's like a whole Like death in the rain scene And like and and oh, a death in the rain scene. <laughs> yeah, it, you have to see it to believe it. But it is a it is a Japanese ramen western 
and it Japanese is, ramen western. Yeah, I it am is so excited. It yeah. is incredible, and it, it's very much of its time too. I think it's like what early seventies. Early seventies. Yeah. Uh, the movie you just described. I have to. If I'm ever going to see it, I have to see it with Keller. I feel like otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, why am I doing it? Because that will be a good time. Yeah. He's screaming at what's happening. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is initially <laughs> it like I've cool. watched it so many times. My girlfriend loves it too. We went to see the, there's a new print of it that has a slightly better translation, and we went to go see that. And I, I but every time I love it more. But when I first saw it, yeah, there's a lot of like, wait, what is happening cool. now? Like, why is I this like a that. thing? Because again, I like that. it really does spend enough time on the two truckers. Like as weird experts teaching this like woman and her kid how to run a ramen restaurant by going to all these different ramen places and talking about ramen and how you eat ramen and I really examining want it. Ramen. Oh my yeah. god! Yes, you will eat ramen after it. <laughs> Should we get um, ramen like like so we can eat it during? Like that sounds like <laughs> that's the way to do idea. it. So I see. Ask they can. My first date with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. I showed her Flash Gordon. Okay. Okay. And then and she stuck around. And then the next date, she brought, we watched Tom Popo together, which I had seen, but she, like, I was really like the first time seeing it basically, uh, essentially as an adult. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I love this movie. I, and I'm like, oh, I remember this was weird. And oh, fuck. And then I memorized this speech that this guy gives about Ready how to and eat ramen. Go. I don't know it anymore. <laughs> um, and so, and I brought her to a ramen restaurant on our next date and did my best version of it. And uh, and it was I got it real fucking wrong, but she knew what I was trying to do. Dude, she um, got kicked out of that ramen restaurant. <laughs> Good work, man. Um, Good work. But it's uh, it's really quite cool. And and yeah, you just if you have not seen Tom Popo, you really have to see it. And it is it is definitely yeah. It, it the, the ramen cowboy thing when they take the first like it was like a whole scene where like a bunch of businessmen are eating together, and one young businessman like knows more about food than they do, but everyone's ordering what the executives order, which is like dry steak uh, okay. because they don't want to look. They don't want to make him look bad. And he's like, I'll take this and blah, 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 and the snails. And I was like, <gasps> and it's a scandal. And that's the whole scene. And it's and it's none of those people Great. were in the movie any other place. Great. Like, yeah. Food vignettes. Yeah. I'm in. Food, yeah. I like okay. that. Sorry, keep going. What's next, Keller? Uh, Buckaroo Bonsai. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, is another, Flash Gordon, is it another, like, so gotta, yeah. Well, it, it's like a parody, I guess. I don't think so. I think it's it was. so I think it's a Gonzo I film. Like, it's I think nuts. It, it Gonzo is, the Muppet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it's a Gonzo film. He yeah. plays Buckaroo Bonsai. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a great, interesting, fun, heroic movie. Uh, it's and so it is, weird. It's the same. It's either directed by the guy who wrote Big Trouble in Little China or written by the guy who directed Big Trouble in Little China. Got or it. However, it goes. And um, it you is the music. What's that? There's like someone specific that did all the music. I can't remember uh, who it is. It might be like Oingo Boingo or something. It, something it's got like a very because because Buckaroo Banzai right. is like a super scientist and rock star and who like saves the world from who you plays know, him. Um, uh, the guy who plays RoboCop, whatever his name is. Oh, uh, Peter Weller. Pe- Peter Weller. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. My, cool. I don't know why my favorite part of it is he's doing like this awesome rock song. Like this is like, the band fun. is playing because his, his his like hero guys are a band. Hey guys, Zach did air guitar. <laughs> I did. And he's doing this awesome rock song, and then he just like stops the whole band and goes, "Is and, and you know it's this huge loud rock show." And he goes, "Is somebody crying?" And then, like this is like a woman out in the audience crying, and he stops the whole thing and pulls her on stage, and then she becomes a main character. You so have to watch it just because it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's really I'm in. weird. I'm in. And uh, whoever the big villain is is like. I can't remember. I watched it like Third Rock from the Sun guy. The, the John Lithgow. John Lithgow is right. like the main alien guy. Just like Shrek. Yeah. So just villain. like Shrek. <laughs> yep. All right. Keep going. <laughs> Good comparison. Yeah, man. It's just like Shrek. Uh, airplane. Classic. Classic. Great. Classic movie. 
airplane yeah, defined my comedy. I think talk about yeah. co- talk about like comedy yeah. defining right there. Dang, airplane, Kentucky Fried movie, mm-hmm. Top Secret, all the Zucker Brothers movies originally mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. they became terrifying conservatives and have like yeah they're yeah. like they went the Dennis Miller route and like didn't no, they do uh, what was what they do later in their career? Didn't they make Facing the Giants? Uh, I'm just naming Bible movies. Oh Oh, boy! I think they did the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, no, that was uh, Melly Mel Gibson. Thank you. There's a great documentary though about for Kentucky Fried Movie because they had a they on Melrose Boulevard where Mm -hmm. where I'm sure you and I all three of us have been. There was the Kentucky Fried Theater, which was their theater, and they did sketches there, and then they did the Kentucky Fried Movie. Oh, what fried chicken? Yeah, and then they uh, and then airplane airplane. To Top Secret, all the other sort of parody sort of things they did, and mm-hmm. uh, but it's like their history of it, and it's it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's very neat. Speaking of Val Kilmer, mm-hmm. real genius. Yeah, real genius. Yeah, I haven't seen okay. real genius. Val, uh, uh, Val Kilmer has either. a Baby genius um, who is accidentally making a weapon for the military. Uh, but it's 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 to me it's a great love story to nerd culture and to like just being a real geek and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Check it out. That's rare. From like the 80s? Yeah. That's rare that you could find like a real love letter Mm -hmm. to being a nerd and not like a shallow like, you know, like dude fantasy of being a nerd from the 80s. Yeah, it is not the Big Bang Theory of the 80s. It is a... Or or AKA Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. That's impressive. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. even if Val Kilmer was like, you can call me Val, I'd feel so weird about the first (laughs) time. I'd be like... "Uh." Hey Val, no, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kilmer. Yeah. yeah, I love Val Kilmer. I think he's great. He is great. He's, he's so great. Tombstone, My second yeah. favorite actor of all time. Really? Who's your first? Michael Keaton. Michael and, Keaton. And Damn, two just, Batman. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a coincidence. Okay, sure. Uh, who's your third? George Clooney. <laughs> who's your fourth? Mm, Brad Pitt. I mean, Adam wait, no. West. Adam, Adam West. Clooney's up there probably. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I love Michael Keaton, and Michael, Michael Keaton was a stand-up way before he was an actor. Yeah, so yeah, he was stand-up. But then, like, Multiplicity and all those things, and Graveyard Shift, and and I thought he yeah, was. Uh, uh, what's the other one I watched? Just kidding. Night Shift is great, mm-hmm. and Mr. Mom. Is no, great. he did another one with or the paper. I watched oh, the yeah. paper recently. Yep. It's so good. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Uh, and then and he's like coming into his own yeah. right now in his career. Like yeah, he's, again, he's hilarious he's still back. and terrifying. But like even his small turn, I think he was like the chief or something. And the and other like guys, the other guys. It was so he's funny, so funny, underrated, yeah. mm-hmm. so and funny. The so. Vulture, one of the one of the best villains. Oh, you know, easily. for sure, Definitely. for sure. It was him until <sighs> Killmonger took it. Mm-hmm. Like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, everyone was like, "Oh, Loki's the best villain," and then. I yeah, Michael Keaton Loki comes that along. Oops, that's fine. Take. That's fine. And, <laughs> oh my gosh! And you know what? Pew, pew, you pew, know what? Pew. If I'll I'm being throw down, Loki <laughs> blows, dude. <laughs> if I'm being real, Loki as like a villain of the Marvel universe kind of lost some of his edge He's and not some of his enough. Thor Ragnarok, which is fine because I I, I think Loki is a character like um, he lost it in Avengers, kind of like Magneto, who should be both good and bad. Do you know what I mean? When people say, like, Magneto's the greatest villain, I'm like, nah, I'd give it to, like, Dr. Doom or somebody else. Magneto is, like, an interesting, you know, half and half. He's a complex and, villain, which might com- make yes. him the best villain. Yeah. Just like Killmonger. See, but I, oh, I, it was I, Keaton and then Killmonger I, took it. It's yeah. weird to say this after Killmonger because he's definitely, like, a sexy villain. But yeah. like, my, I have a little bit of problem with the, like, like swooning fan base 
Oh, uh, for of, sure. Of Loki, because I'm like, I or know, like, like the Joker and Harley Quinn, yeah, just, or like, I, yeah, 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 like the like lovable psychopath who's like so pretty, but also like so controlling, like, yeah, like I forget what Loki like. Or you know, people you, who were really like, like Purple Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck was that like, about? Hey, that guy yeah. made a big speech about how we all secretly want to be slaves. Anyway, he's hot. Like, yep. no, 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 no. Yep. So like, I can't get into that. I like, I like him more. That's why I loved the Vulture because he was like, mm-hmm. I'm just a blue collar guy who's trying to fucking make good. So great. If you get so in the way of that. Docs, I can't make no money. I don't know. Docs, I gotta be a bird. <laughs> uh, Shield, Tony Stark. I gotta be a bird. I gotta be a bird. <laughs> it's true. And that, you know what? The way you just summed that up, Sax, I'm gonna chalk that up to them just being good looking. Yeah. Because the same thing's happening with Killmonger. People are like Tumblrifying him, which is fine because we're getting great fan art and mm-hmm. it's super cute and it's super funny. You know, people are like, they loved, then they felt so bad for that character that they're drawing versions where it's like, here's the alternate universe where he got to go back home to T'Challa so he was raised as like or got to go back, go back to Wakanda and so Sorry. much of it's just like Michael B. Jordan love just it's, it, absolutely because he's so lovable but he's like this young handsome guy yeah. that like okay here's here's I drew, I drew Killmonger as T'Challa's cousin and he's like they're having fun you know because we everybody just feels yeah. so bad but they're not doing that for like Robert Redford's character from Captain America the Winter Soldier no. like they're not you know he was very just, handsome he was um, he, Robert Redford's like a cl- all time handsome yeah, man exactly. but it's yeah. you he know, doesn't get any fan fiction <laughs> well, hey guys okay. this is a request for Robert Redford, <laughs> Tony Stark. That's right. Um, uh, Alexander shipping. Pierce or whatever his um, name was. I, Pierce fan fiction. Another hot take. Like, I appreciate that everyone's, you know, that Killmonger has some good ideas sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's definitely not right. And I think people I who know. are like, oh, no. like, Killmonger was right. I'm like, Killmonger was like, hey, let's murder all the people. Like, and, and take control. And I'm like, I, I admit that, like, there's a lot of oppressed people that need to be freed. But sure. he definitely did not have the right idea. And the fact that people were like, well, but his idea was slightly righter than Wakanda's. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and assume he was mm-hmm. the, and also he's so pretty. I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck no. Like, it's, and it's like, guys. <laughs> It's Chadwick Boseman. He's a good-looking man, yeah. okay? And he's, like, substantially older than, than Michael B. Jordan. Like, yeah. Boseman's, like, in his, like, 40s. 30. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Look up how old Chadwick Boseman is right now. You're going to okay. be blown hey guys, away. Everybody he's in phenomenal shape. Podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. It's like, we're not maybe the most qualified people to talk about those uh, nuances of Black Panther because we are, none three of us are black people, but... I do think it's a very interesting, I've seen online, like people say, you know, Killmonger was right. I've seen people criticize the movie Black Panther by saying that he's 40. He's 40. That's mm-hmm. still that's awesome. Yeah. How old is Michael B. Jordan? What is he like thirty three oh or something? Yeah, I'll unlock my phone. Thanks, again, man. Hector. Thanks, man. Um anyway, that's just a, that's just a very interesting conversation. The Killmonger versus T'Challa, who was yeah. right. Because you can absolutely look at the whole idea like, of yeah, Wakanda. Good points. Yeah. Yeah. You can look at the whole concept of Wakanda and go, that's wrong. That these people would not, that they're, they are so isolationist. But guys, that's what this movie's about. It's about the complexity. Exactly. Right. And at the end, T'Challa's like, you were right. Eric yeah. Stevens was right. I'm going mm-hmm. to, you know, step into the spotlight. Why didn't you bring him home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, I do think that... that oh, he killed women giving, and like, no, it's like yeah, he just, was a oh, evil man. No longer, as soon as yeah, he yeah. like... Uh, yeah. When I say that, I mean that shit. Yeah. I hated him. When I so say something, I mean much. that shit. I, I was hated like, him so much right there. <gasps> uh, I will say one, two, two, two Killmonger feels. Mm-hmm. One, when he was in the like the outfit he wore have, in the museum was super fucking fun. cute, and yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's adorable. No, like, I'm just I feeling it. I'm just feeling yeah, it. It yeah, takes yeah, the mask. Man, oh, I love it. that. That was great. But then also when like when when Black Panther shows back up again at the end of the movie, and he's like Killmonger, and he goes, what's up? I'm like. 
too far. That was too far. That was, that was, that was just one step too far. I'm just like, great. oh, a little more, a little more serious in the moment, Killmugger, please. Uh, I wish I'd binged the two seasons of The Wire that I just <laughs> binged this week before I'd seen Black Panther. Also, we've spoken about Sterling Black K. Panther Brown. in every episode yeah. <laughs> since, since it's come out. Black Panther podcast Maybe has a everyone. weird like top where you talk about other yeah. shit. Yeah, it's going to be fun listening to this. Ten Welcome years to the from 500 now. greatest Black Panthers. <laughs> Yeah, okay, number one. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Number two. We go through the 500 yeah. generations of Black Panther yeah, exactly. that there have been. There was T'Chaka. Number three. Mm-hmm. I don't know T'Chaka's father's name, but it's there. Taraka. No, Shiri or whatever. Yeah, Shiri's a great... She's going to be a future Black Panther. She will be. Mm-hmm. In the next crossed. one. All right, what's more on my list? Do you still have it? Is, oh, that, is that the whole Unlock list? Your again? Unlock your There's phone, Keller. I put I on it, 12 because I, yeah, I can never really 12. pick my top 10. Did you pick 12? Yeah, what? Raiders. Raiders, yeah. All time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, a, really another perfect film. Mm-hmm. And it actually, is. I you know people can say that the Indiana Jones films kind of fell off at, in, in, of late, but I actually think Raiders was it, and then everything else has been kind of a like pale in comparison. I could That's see that. Very accurate. I, I will give you this <laughs> yeah. though: Raiders is the law of the Lost Ark is the best indie movie, but or is the best movie in the franchise, but. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is the best, like pure Indiana Jones movie to me. Raiders okay. is almost you could almost take Indy out of it and put another character. Do you understand what I'm saying? But yeah. but Last Crusade is like no. here's his father, here's his origin, here's him as a kid. Mm-hmm. River Phoenix, no. here's you know like, like you could put great. another character in it, but that other character wouldn't have a whip and then he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. And then that other character wouldn't like, have throw me the idol, yeah, throw me exactly. the idol. So yeah, he wouldn't have a whip, so, See, he, um, so he would be dead like Sapito. Mm-hmm. I I feel like. The problem I have with that film, and I love that movie. It is mm-hmm. it is not a bad movie by this any stretch of the imagination. Be a hot take. Yeah. My my problem is that it it tries to be funny. <laughs> where I think that Raiders Indi- just I think is Raiders just is right. Raiders yeah. is just kind of funny because of the circumstances. And mm-hmm. if you want to see it to the extreme, then look at fucking Crystal Skull, which is trying really hard to be funny yeah, and failing true. at it. I, and like there's just too much of it is written for comedy's sake. Mm-hmm. And even though the movie still manages to hold together, mm-hmm. I still feel like Raiders is just so perfect and, and Last Crusade is just a little off. And I and I think that Temple of Doom is a really awesome movie too. But I love it. It's but my it favorite. Is They're also, all so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Temple, Temple of Doom as a kid though that's very scene uneven. was too far I did oh. not like Which that scene? the one where he's like hey, where, where, where uh, what's her name has to like reach through the oh, bugs yeah. oh, he yeah, is yeah, going yeah. to die yeah. that yeah. is a very like the spike is pushing his hat down which is such yeah. a good fucking effect so oh, good it's a good scene so but good. yeah too many bugs next Evil Dead 1, 2 and Army of Darkness well, any of those three it's somewhere in there okay I've but, only seen um, Army of Darkness okay. one of the most important books in my entire life was um, uh, If Chins Could Kill was Bruce <laughs> Campbell's autobiography but it tells <laughs> the story of how they made Evil Dead 1 and I always loved Evil Dead just in general mm-hmm. um, and obviously like uh, you know like like many boys Ash is a thing I was into as a kid because mm-hmm. he's an Pokemon. asshole and yeah. he has a yeah. shotgun <laughs> and, and a robot hand yeah um, but you gotta love him yeah it's just it's like boy candy that sounds wood. wrong um, yeah. <laughs> love um, wood yeah but um but uh, I read the book, and it's really – I mean, Bruce Campbell in general is a really brilliant guy. But when they – he writes really well, and they, he just talks about Raimi and him going up to this cabin that is, like, full of cow shit and, like, mm-hmm. making the movie and, like, inventing camera equipment on the spot to make it and how they did it. And and I think the movies are kind of cornball, but there's just something very – it's it to me, it's, like, a mm-hmm. very pure horror film. Mm-hmm. And, and I could easily have replaced that with, like, the original Halloween or the original – like Friday the 13th, like any of those like just genre defining, but just early horror films that were like somehow not to cash in on 
yeah. the rest of the horror yeah. genre. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And but I just the Evil Dead movies are forever whatever. And I watched Army of Darkness like very young and like so impressed I could watch it. That movie I loved. It's very fun. that was super super fun. Yeah. Why didn't Sam Raimi yeah. just make another horror movie? I guess it, did he do that Drag Me to Hell one? Is that him? I think so. He did. He and, and Drag Me to Hell is terrible. He needs to make like a man. I want all these veterans to just do, <laughs> do another passion best. project, please. Like, please yeah, do a movie, but, but only spend a million on it so you do it the way. Or you used yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Give these people some stakes to work with. Sure. This is not a knock on that filmmaking process because again, as it relates to Ryan Johnson. It would he be made great. it work. And he like, made it work. It you give him the money, it was, you saw it pay off. For sure. It would be great to see him go back to something like this. It would be a million dollars to make or whatever. But I think that I love Raimi's career that led him up to Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. I love those movies. And it, they were so impactful for me. And I feel like those movies could not have happened if it wasn't for Sam Raimi having the career that he did up to that point. Yeah. And it's not a knock on the genre either. But I think a lot of the times when people kind of get their start in horror, it's because it's like we can do this at this yeah. scale versus mm-hmm. like you can't do a yeah. superhero movie. It's like your first, you know, yeah. your directorial thing. So Well, they yeah. got, they, I mean, they like a dentist co-funded Evil Dead. That's so crazy. Like, that's, oh, you know, and and um and it, it yeah it, it's a it's it was just a, it was just a defining movie for me. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, another movie that I like and that's in the I was just because I mentioned Halloween one is Halloween three is the one that's not Ooh, the, that's oh like yeah the film. one that's, a, that's one people where they're like, like this is going to be an anthology series yeah, yeah. and that's like a strange sort of like like rainy California coast detective story about like a, did a, we watch that one warlocks no, we that are trying one to kill two. kids with masks we watched one and two that's um, crazy and it is it is really I think it's a really good movie if you accept the fact that it is has nothing to do with anything in the Halloween genre yeah and it is just its own thing and it also is kind of a noir it's like sleepy. And and if you cool. if you want it to be like someone with an axe chasing you around, you're not going to get it. And it has some of the grossest scenes in horror films too. Are you a fan of like a fan of noir in general? Like I've always liked noir. Do you I've have always, a favorite of like the traditional noir films yeah, of any anything um, new old? Is it Brick? That'd be cool. It probably is Brick. Cool, Just, but but cool. um, but I mean I, I've always liked some of the. This um, is definitely like one of the. Quicker noirs and <laughs> so, moves so, so much faster kiss, kiss, than bang, any. Bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kiss, kiss bang bang is a great example of a modern yeah. noir style, but that one's also just funny. Mm-hmm. That's like, but mm-hmm. it has the narration, and it yeah. has like, mm-hmm. and you know, and it has this sort of Blade Runner. Yeah, mm-hmm. Blade Runner is a great example of a noir for sure. I mean, a lot of the noirs that I really like that I would never call my favorite are like noirs no one's ever heard of. You know, like like the man who was there and like mm-hmm. other crazy shit that like mm-hmm. I used to do a noir. Um, live radio play we would just do it was called the blue mojave and it was a it was set in the like 60s in california the blue mojave was an old term for the ocean oh cool that's cool i like that and the whole sexy i like that twist of it was that the detective um character had a family and wasn't just like this loner and so like he like we you know we had set scenes at like a kid's party and whatnot and i played his lawyer slash confidant scotty deke and it was really fun i played all the villains in it and and it was like a, you know we read it on stage with scripts and so I, I went to a bunch of like la noir society there's a huge if you live in la and you want to see noir films you can see them like at the egyptian theater which is insane and they play these cool. old ones of the like, things they thought they never had prints for again and they're all pretty fucking terrible like because most noir <laughs> films from like like true noir films are like nine hours long and they're yeah. all in like grainy black and white when they were shot not so yeah. the, the film and they not just degraded. are sad <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It's just, and a lot of it so like and, and 
the the more than like the sort of hard boiled detective plot. Most noir films are like some guy who's down on his luck, mm-hmm. and then a girl's like, "I might fuck you if you help me kill a bunch of people you don't know." And he's like, oh, "I guess." And then like, and then it all falls apart. And what then like, and like, and then mm-hmm. the girl always gets kind of punished somehow. Mm-hmm. But he also does, and like everyone just ends up sad. It's like it is like goth poetry, the the genre in many ways. You know what is a noir? I actually really liked. You mentioned it with Kilgrave. I like Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, I think that's a great version. Oh, yeah. uh, that's a great uh, 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 like approach to that genre and to that style. We can't and, get out of this conversation without mentioning who framed Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, that's another man. Yep. Maybe I do like noir more than I, but I think I like like the uh, like not classic noir, but I like like updated mm-hmm. and sort of you know different takes. Like here's noir yeah. in the superhero world. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like that's the kind of stupid shit I like because I'm dumb. <laughs> well, they've definitely modern noirs have definitely dropped a lot of the things that like made yeah. noirs really yep. like, sluggish. Mm-hmm. You know, true. But man, Jessica Jones, she met that sexy guy that was like, "Oh fuck you, you help me kill a bunch of people," mm-hmm. and then <laughs> they both got punished. Like that's a bu- yeah. I, mean, I think I was trying to talk about Luke Cage more than Kilgrave. I don't think Kilgrave is sexy, although Doctor Who actor is uh, David Tennant. It's a very yeah. charismatic yeah. guy, handsome sure. guy. But that Mike Coulter, He's man, so good in that movie. Ooh. And by movie, I mean show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, what else is on the list, Keller? That's got to be it, right? No. How many more? Two more. We have twelve. Reservoir Dogs. Great. Is that your favorite yeah. Tarantino? Great movie. Yeah. Great I, movie. I, I just think I think it is actually probably again like not to not to cast the same not to, not to shoot, put the same shade that I did for Indiana Jones, but like that is Tarantino's only real like good film in my opinion because I, a lot of his other wow. films are just trying desperately to like capture that to energy capture that because yeah. he has that wonderful like it's a crime story and people are very real, but then there's like the commode story side plot. Mm-hmm. It's really brilliant, and then and and Pulp Fiction is very very close. Mm-hmm. They're, like they're, they're they're similar films, but then as you go in echelons fast, that he's like I'm just just trying to be himself again, and yeah. like by the end at the uh, everything on the other other side of um the kill bill like duo duo is really just like tarantino doing an unexpected parody of himself and i don't i i I love tarantino i think he's a great filmmaker i think he speaks great i'm sure apparently some sort of also asshole like every other person (laughs) who's ever uh, been good in media at this point no trouble believing that yeah (laughs) Um, but but i do think that like and i think he's quite brilliant and i love his story but but i think reservoir dogs is his like opus yeah and then he's always been sort of like chasing that and that was such an influential movie mm-hmm. too, man. I love the scene in Reservoir Dogs, and he's like, "You remember the Fantastic Four? Like, yeah, like, the of guy course. looks just like the fucking Good thing. <laughs> it's my favorite part. <laughs> Why? No, it's, it's probably <laughs> fucking dying over here. <laughs> That's probably my favorite part. I'm trying to think uh, of what great. there was a there's a oh, what's his name? Um, uh, wow, I just I had it and I lost it. Everybody, um, hold, um, hold for sex. Uh, fam- famous actor who always takes the punctuation out of his um, Mickey Rooney. No, um, Danny Glover. No, probably, but no. Um, George Clooney. No, it's a uh, old guy, Christopher Walken. Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken is yeah. in a. He just adds punctuation. Yeah. Like he does. It's like <laughs> Christopher Walken is in a parody, colon. like not parody, but like a like a a Reservoir Dogs knockoff. But it is not Smoke and Aces, which is what my brain wants me mm. to call it. But Suicide Kings. Uh, Suicide Kings is oh, another and, and then and that's where he's like a mob boss who gets kidnapped by a bunch of like idiot criminals who are trying mm-hmm. to like get him and it's just not gonna work because yeah. he's smarter than them. And I remember watching that and so much. When I Reservoir Dogs like started me on like fifty other films that yeah. I had to watch. Yeah, that's true. And what's the last one on the list, Keller? Last one. You'll like this one, Hector. It's uh, probably pandering to you. <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Iron Man one. I, Iron Man, like, excellent. 
Iron Man. Oh, you know what? I probably should have put Shaun of the Dead on there instead of one of those. All right, we'll replace Iron Man with Shaun of the Dead. You know what? You're going to have 13. You already broke our goddamn yeah. rules. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, well, okay, because, like, Iron Man, Iron Man was a film I almost, like, cried in because it was, like, such a beautiful rendition of of, of comics. It felt yes. like comics. It felt like, it feels and like, it, it, when that movie came out. the first movie for any, like, it's the best but first when that movie, you guys, I lived through. X Men movies that I thought were great, Spider Man movies that I thought were great. That I thought were great. We get to Iron Man, who's never who's never my favorite character. Mm-hmm. That movie feels the most like Marvel comics up to mm-hmm. that point. And then it was outdone by like the Avengers. Yeah. The first Avengers movie maybe feels even I more like, like Iron Marvel Man comics. But Iron Man, yeah, it still Avengers. feels well, like that world. It's crazy. I, Iron Man. Like okay, well I think did Iron Man fell after like X Men three and Spider Man yeah. three though, right? Yes, which I thought. Both they, they, those, those were 06 and 07, and then Iron yeah. Man comes out in 08. When people like, were like, superheroes are done. Yeah. Here comes Iron Man and the Dark Knight that year. Because right. Spider-Man, like the first Spider-Man, Raimi's first Spider-Man, mm-hmm. really got very, very close, if not. And, and mm-hmm. as far as anyone knew, that was as close as you could get. Mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. it felt like a comic movie. And then 2 came out, and it was even better. Yeah. And then the first couple of X-Men films were kind of okay or great, depending on how you're feeling about them. Um, like, um, you're not a huge fan? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, especially not now. But then you watch Iron Man, and you go back and watch those movies, and they just don't hold up. Which is it's why true. I'm so happy about Homecoming because Homecoming put a Spider-Man movie back in that felt like it would fit. Yes, you know what I mean. And I think and, Spider-Man Homecoming is a great start of you know people. Yeah. A lot of people, especially like dudes our age, complain about Ugh, the stakes aren't high enough. It's like, mm-hmm. listen, man, he's in high school. He's in high. The stakes school. will get higher. It's Harry Potter. And the stakes were pretty high. They were, but you know, they they think that high stakes are like. Spider-Man has to have his girlfriend's neck snap. Spider-Man has to, like, you the know, entire lose everything. Damn, every, the world mm-hmm. is about to end in every single one of these movies. Right. Mm-hmm. And then here's one where it's just like, here's Except Bird the Guy who's yeah. stealing some shit. And, oh, the ducks. And Peter's going <laughs> to save the day. He's gonna, he saves stuff. He does. You know, he but, saves people. He saves real mm-hmm. New Yorkers, God damn it. He does. And he will do more of that later And like... Exactly. You know... Yeah. The yeah. next movie is going to be two hours of him just, like, going around and helping people. Yeah. And you're going to cry. That's giving me a big old boner right now. Well, you're, 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 Spider-Man's you your favorite character, right? Yes. He's yeah. my favorite fictional character of all time in the history of Earth. See... So, well, that, see, Earth, I don't know that I can say that. I, I, I mean, I might as well say that because I've never thought about it. Ant Man's my favorite character, so I got the same thing when Ant Man wow. came out. Wow, Ant Man's great too, man. Um, Paul Rudd, uh, so fun. And and I got to go to the premiere of that. It was really hot. I was like, That's great. I, I, I remember like you were really an Ant Man fan before yeah. that movie came out. Yeah, easily, yeah. dude. Good for you, man. Yeah, all the Ant Man too, even massively flawed Hank Pym. Yes, yeah. Because how I do like, you feel about Eric O'Grady? The irredeemable uh, I, 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 Ant-Man. I love that. I love, I love uh, the, but I love that, that unlike Hank Pym, who like... Is that what he I went by? Kind of, the irredeemable yeah, Ant-Man. That was what the comic was called. Wow. Written by Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. they, they kind of walked by of initially. I mean, it was The character, not Robert oh, okay. They were clearly yeah. trying to paint Hank Pym as being damaged when he was yeah. doing the bad stuff. But with Eric O'Grady, they were like, no, he's bad. Like, yeah. There's nothing good about this That's guy. That's funny. He's um, going to use the suit to like <laughs> jump into women's brassiers. Like He was a terrible... He was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who steals the Iron Man suit when it's in their custody and just goes and does that. And Ant-Man then eventually suit, yeah. he is redeemed because he becomes a hero. I think he sacrifices himself. I think yeah. he's dead now. Whatever. Okay, but great. yeah. Awesome. Good. And I love stature. I love, I love yeah. the Cassie daughter. Lang. Yep. Cassie Lang. But I, I think, I think size changing in general and, and density changing are really cool powers. I was the kind of guy, we both had these actually, the Marvel encyclopedia. Dude, I, like, I'm, I'm Marvel looking at one right now. Sorry. I'm looking right past the, your shoulder um, to one. The Marvel RPG books. Oh, I did not. You want those. There was a Marvel RPG. I have PDFs of them. Yeah. And, and I, I had every, 
Another one, big mm-hmm. giant white, like so like, coverless. They would like they'd, like just bound like they're mm-hmm. supposed to put them in a notebook or something, and or in a binder. With and I read disgusting. every one of them. I read all these power sets that meant nothing to me. Yeah, like I was like, who cares if one's a six and one's a five? I just wanted to know what they could do. And I've read all the Marvel encyclopedias. I I obsessively collect them, and um, I. So yeah, like the, uh, powers. I love like like tracing powers, and and yeah. so Ant Man has like one of my favorite power sets, and like animal control, size changing, density control. Those are all fun. And the Ant Man movie is like, what would you do with that? Let's do every trick in one film. Yep. Are you pumped out the new one? Yes, actually. Yeah. Especially <laughs> because my best friend Eric Ishii has a real bone to pick with the fact that they didn't give Wasp a suit in sure. the first one. Fair. She did not buy the excuse that hey, that. Um, that Pim was trying to protect her. Mm-hmm. I bought it. She didn't. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But now, finally, my best friend and I can go to the movie and see both of them in the suit and, yep. and be very happy. So. And I and I hope that, and it seems like they kind of did because what's really interesting about that franchise is like, oh, they couldn't afford to pay Natalie Portman to show up in the Avengers, so they have to have an excuse for why she's not there, right? Mm-hmm. But then they can kind of play into that in the next movie if they're smart. They can play into that, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing with Ant-Man is they couldn't afford to pay Evangeline Lilly mm-hmm. to be in Captain America Civil War as the Wasp. So then the trailer comes out for this one and Hank Pym's or Scott Lang's like bragging about it and she's like, yeah, but if I were there, you wouldn't have gotten caught. Yeah, and they're yeah. already leaning into, I'm better than you. And I'm yeah. like, just keep just keep doing that. I hope that the, <laughs> whole, the whole movie is like, movie was, it's yeah. like I'm, I'm better than I'm you. Yeah. a little scared because you can kind of trace the like through lines with these films that they haven't been in a lot of the promotions for Infinity War, mm. which makes me feel like in Ant-Man and the Wasp, they're going to get taken off the board for some reason. Like either because mm. they go into the microverse or I'm going to throw this your way. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ant-Man and the Wasp could be a prequel to Infinity War? Like, do you think they could show up in Infinity War, but then, two, like, two, like, and there's a cliffhanger ending, mm-hmm. and we have to wait a year for Avengers 4, Maybe. but then two months later, in, when Ant-Man and the Wasp, it'll open with, like, three months ago. Like, it'll be mm-hmm. right before, and that will Maybe. end with, like, them, you know, Captain America showing yeah, up. Yeah, they do jump Scott, around, I like need crazy. you. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, Thor even, Ragnarok takes place during Civil War. But then Black Panther takes place right after. Yeah. And, and it's not... You know the way they release yeah. them, like it's it's a layer of finagling it a little bit. So, of I don't know, but oh, so, as I was saying, um, I thought Iron Man like totally made com- like every comic movie that came before it obsolete. Yeah, man. which is also why Iron Man two was a fucking tragedy. Oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> it's it's so not bad. great. Look, let me. T- it's not great, but let me tell you why it's not as bad as it, as it could have been because they kept making movies after that. Yeah, if that was yeah. the last Iron Man movie, we would be like, oh, the Iron Man franchise is a letdown. Mm-hmm. Also, Sam Rockwell's in it, and he's great. Anthony, Anthony. I want my bird. I call it the ex-wife. There's there's good little <laughs> gems in that weird movie. Mickey Rourke and his bird. still better than Thor 2, at least, right? Yeah. Can we at least True. agree that yeah. it's better well, than yeah. Thor, the dark world? All right. I might... Do you say Mickey Rooney and his bird? It's Mickey, Mickey Rooney. Mickey, Mickey no, Rooney. I said Mickey Rooney. <laughs> okay. But no, but, uh, Mickey Rooney and his bird. <laughs> I cried at Shaun of the Dead because I think it, I actually think Shaun of the Dead is probably my top three, so I, I don't know why I forgot it. I love Shaun of the it's Dead. Great. Shaun of the Dead is... is Perfect. And like there's that wonderful moment where he goes to the store and then he goes back and then mm-hmm. the zombies happen and he goes to the store and comes back again and it is shot for shot the exact same thing and everything you saw was in it, but now it's all zombified and yeah. he does it, he's so oblivious. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so perfect. Yeah. And Dylan Moran, my favorite comedian's in it, and I'm gonna go see him next week. Oh, that's cool. Hey that's guys, awesome. next week go see Dylan Moran. <laughs> well, it will be this week for you, so you may have missed yeah. the show. What what day of the week is he's it? On, he's at the Largo four day, four nights this oh, week. Okay, he's, you can maybe catch it. Yeah, guys tour. go see it on the grumbling mustard tour um sax would you recommend still brick for people that have never seen oh it Oh god yes okay. I, I think the best thing this movie does is it takes 
is it is it like it forces you to accept a new sort of like genre smash up. And so even if you don't like it, okay. like I feel like you should see it. I can't. You're right, man. Does I can't it belong think, on the list? I cannot think of a better example of these two genre smash ups. It's mm-hmm. so specific. Yeah. I don't know if it would if I would put it on the list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. I would just to be a real cheat. I'd replace it with The Last Jedi. I loved you know just like well, no, Ryan, before, you know, but we but, haven't oh, movies since. But we yeah, haven't talked about the the best thing about it, which is that it is a completely unknown director and mm-hmm. writer who built this entirely out of his own brain and True. then mm-hmm. put it together. Like unfortunately, even if it even if you like it more than all the rest of the movies, The Last Jedi is still living on like Absolutely. on the bones of the previous Absolutely. movies. You're right. This literally, I mean, I don't know if Joseph Gordon-Levitt had done. I mean. Maybe he'd done like Third Rock from the Sun before this, but like oh, sure. uh, everyone here is basically wasn't unknown. They still mostly are. Like yeah. A few of the people have gone on to other things, but but mm-hmm. a lot of them are, are sort of still in. I mean, even my buddy Noah Segan, who's in that movie and was in Looper and everything else, is still and kind Star of. Wars. And Star Wars. But he's still not getting like sure. lead role. He's sure. not Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. Um, yeah no but like, John. you know, and but and again, I think a lot of the great actors are in there, but. I think you're absolutely right, Sax. It's, uh, it's not something that spoke to me in my. Mm-hmm. Like lack of, of 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 noir experience. Keller, how'd you feel about it? I sum up. Liked it. I liked it. Okay. I don't ever need to watch it again. Okay. It felt like I feel like I don't know anything, but it felt like just like some first director pulling out all the stops yeah. to show off his shit. You know what you just reminded me of? And he's obviously a lover of film. Mm-hmm. To me, it did feel like if you told me that Ryan Johnson and everybody in the cast were in high school and this was a high school production, I would almost believe you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It looks like the greatest. Because they get high school, even though it's no one's talking like it is high school. Yes, and they get the locations and the the budget and everything that I was like, man, if you were an immensely talented high school student and you were making a film, you should watch this to just be like, what can we do? So then you see it and you go, okay, well, what genre do we want to play in? And then make a movie set in your neighborhood in whatever genre you you want. And you can do it for nothing. And you can yeah. do it. You just have to find a way to adapt it. And what other? I know you guys are probably running out of time, but what no. other f- directorial first first movies? The only though, one, Sachs, this- The only one I can think of is Get Out. Is yeah. Jordan Peele winning an Oscar for best screenwriting mm-hmm. with his first movie he directed? It's nuts. It's nuts. And you happened? were talking yeah. about horror earlier, yeah. and I am so excited to see what Jordan Peele does next. It's crazy yeah. that that movie came out. I mean, I've been following him since his Mad TV days, so I I am a fan of his. Well, also but also Shaun of the Dead. Shaun right? of the Was Dead that his first. Technically, yeah. Like he, he had that he did other one that was like didn't it was like released in our theater. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead's another Fistful one. Fistful of fingers or something. It's an incredibly impressive. And so is Reservoir Dogs for yeah. debuts and Reservoir Dogs. Damn. Yeah. Um, what yeah, that was a the movie Iron that Giant? Brad Bird. That's first a movie perfect he animated movie. He did he did The Simpsons and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But like here comes the Iron Giant. That's the question. That, like Feature for film. for Jordan Peele and everything. Like. Can you really give him that? Even though it's his first film, mm-hmm. he's still like been on TV for like ten years previously. But it's all true. been comedy, and then yeah, he yeah. came out of like, but no, I know sketch comedy for so long, and then to mm-hmm. come out and just but have Sachs, like the most. Sax yeah. is right in that that trailer still said like from the mind of Jordan Peele, and that was he was already a thing. Oh you know what yeah, I mean? like he's three successful thing, seasons of, but it Key is Peele. yeah. Although um, it is a completely different like sure. this, I hope this is the hardest of left turns. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. it's like when it's like uh, when Jordan did baseball, bro. Everybody was like, "That's Michael Jordan from basketball." And Let he was him do bad baseball. At baseball. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and then it's like, "Hey, I have to go back to basketball at the end of Space Jam." Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, there was a movie that came out like last year or something, and it was like it was like a kids on bikes genre sort of movie, but mm-hmm. it was inner city uh, African American kids, and mm. it was dope, it, dope. Is it dope? Was that the movie? Yeah, is that the one? Rick yeah. Thomas, you was dope. Yeah, I Where, think that's the one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and, uh, and he like gets involved in the drug thing, yeah. and, and, but mm-hmm. he's like he's also worked like has a day job, and it's just, mm-hmm. like he's in a little he's, like, band. A good little yeah. s- smart kid. Yeah, yeah. that feels that like caught up the natural progression of this film. Yeah, and I was like drawn to it. I went and saw it like I think opening night actually mm-hmm. but didn't remember the name so that's yeah. me i have a lot it's going dope. on in my head everybody dope. Dope. um dope. but um rick from you i think is now working on a i want to say like a netflix superhero show with oh my god is it the russo brothers and then like keanu reeves like he's working on wow. something with keanu i think rick from you well, director of dope a good way to a good way to find like first time directorial mm-hmm. like you know grand slams mm-hmm. is to look at those like essentially failed um, superhero movies because for the last 10 years or so that has been like the, who they the flavor they're always like oh yeah. this person like I forget who directed the terrible Fantastic Four film yeah Tim Story yeah and, who did and Taxi and then he did oh you mean uh, Jonathan Trank yeah, who did Trank. Chronicle. Josh Trank, yeah. Josh yeah. Trank, not Jonathan. Josh yeah. Trank, yeah. Josh Trank. Trank. And he did Chronicle. Yeah. And, Chron- yeah. and Chronicle has been the, like, you know, the, the, the movie that launched a thousand poop ships. And, and sadly, you know, like, <laughs> it is, like, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, oh, oh, turns out it was just Chronicle, huh? Mm-hmm. People have come yeah. out of that film. <laughs> but Michael B. Jordan's like, I'm great. I'm still good. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one. I'm yeah. the one that's okay. Um, but, yeah. That's how we got to start, dude. Ryan no, Coogler's... Uh, yeah. Final Light's how we got to start. All right, fair enough. Calm, up, calm down, calm down. Texas Forever. 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 The Wire. Okay. <laughs> Clear eyes. Idiots. Clear eyes. Back in the day. Fuller's film. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what, was, what was Coogler's first film? Was it... Fruitvale Station. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Based on a thing oh, I think yeah. he did in college. Another, Another debut. phenomenal yeah. debut. To but then damn. be like, here's Creed, here's Black Panther. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no I, I, I just think I, that's that's why I like this movie a lot. Is it? And, yeah. and well, and of course, um, in many ways, Shaun of the Dead is was basically not just Edgar Wright, but like at least for the American audience, you're looking mm-hmm. at Edgar Wright, Nick Frost, you mm-hmm. know, Simon, Pegg. Simon Pegg, all coming out together. Totally. And, to, and, to, and and there's a lot of those, but but I think that yeah, to 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 hit that hard that fast with something like this, and again, it may not be for everybody, and it is a sleepy movie not, that's kind yeah. of better on the home video, really. Yeah. You know? What was JJ's like, first movie? His first movie theatrical release was Mission Impossible Three, which That's I think is freaking a great. Damn and, good. And debut. critics then said you could watch that film and go, "This does not feel like a first time director because he very deftly handled that action movie mm-hmm. and it's yeah. really good." So, yeah. yeah, JJ has this particular style, which I think we're seeing mm-hmm. does well, very well in some things, and mm-hmm. less well but not badly in other things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. True. So. I could see that. I'm worried so. about him doing another Star Wars. They need to just give it to another young kid again. Yeah, maybe. I'm but. worried about. I mean, I, even though I love Ryan Johnson, I'm worried about him having three. Yeah. Because like, even I mean, Lucas only had one. If you really think about it, like yes. he didn't direct the latter two. And then the prequel. But what is yeah. it going to? There, it's a completely different thing entirely. It's a new though. trilogy. Well, yeah. I'm also a little worried. Okay, so can we can we unpack different Last Jedi a little bit? Right? If sure. Do you mind? Do no, you mind? please. Does our audience mind? Sorry, you can just turn the podcast off if you've already got <laughs> you got your brick stuff. If that was all you were here for, yeah, like, we're ah. here for brick. <laughs> They're like, man, I got my brick nut. I'm gonna turn this off. I'm got brick now. I feel like the brick threads closed. Now I don't need to be here anymore this is the this is the unnecessary marvel uh netflix series episode <laughs> that isn't about the rest of it that i wish they didn't do um no exactly. okay the after talk i really enjoyed last jedi mm-hmm. agree except for the entire subplot at the casino and I love i'm it. a little concerned that that subplot it. for the casino is the soft pilot for the new thing and if it is oh, no. i'm out city usa I, right not. now i'm putting my money on i think that the new trilogy is going to be poe dameron 
because I think he's been a character no, who like I yeah. think it needs to be none of these people. No, and it could it could be that, but I feel like the safest bet right now. Okay, it would it would but make sense if Ryan Johnson hates Poe Dameron as no. he spent the entire movie like proving that Poe Dameron is a no. Piece I of think shit. he put he so much work into Poe Dameron's character. It was it, honestly, because they just all he, he did was that entire movie was a learning experience for, for Poe po Dameron, so he could become a hero because because Ryan Johnson looked at what JJ did in The Force Awakens and he went Poe's this perfect character. We yeah. have to give him something. Like he's already he's like this more of like a Mary ama- Sue than a- yeah than Ray was. He's like yeah. this amazing pilot, you know, who's just like the greatest hero of all time, super charismatic actor. Not, I'm not saying what a waste, but it's like what what else can we do? You know, to there's give more this, to that. There's more you to just g- give this character and, some meat. So yeah. they, I think, very smartly attached him to Leia, and they're like, well, if Ray's going to be Luke, and and um, you know Finn is more like the Han. We need we need a Leia. We need like a leader of the resistance. It's going to be Poe because he's, he's already answer in it. To his general, and his general happens to be Leia. It's yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, and then at the end of the movie, she's like, "What are you looking at me for? Follow him." So he's yeah. going to be the next. So mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, it would be. I think it would be a risk if they came out and they're like, Ryan Johnson's new Star Wars trilogy is Knights of the Old Republic. You know, a thing that people un- uh, that are not nerds don't know anything about. But if they did Knights of the Old Republic, no one would be mad at all. Like, no, it'd be would, awesome. You come out with the first trailer for Knights of the Old Republic, people will flip. It'd shit. Be dope. It'd be fantastic. It'd be so cool to get into some hardcore like Jedi Star like Wars hardcore lore. Jedi stuff. Hardcore and Jedi. It's not trade, but. I think this is going to be a safer bet. They come out with, and the trilogy is going to be The Adventures of Poe Dameron. We're yeah. going to give him three is that movies. Who you would pick? It's Oscar Isaac. That's who Ryan knows it. what he, he's worked with him. He knows what he's doing. It's set around the same timeline. It'll be post episode nine. What happens after that? Let's focus on Poe. Who cares? Give Whatever. It to Finn. Yeah, that would be dope too. But my money's on my money's on Poe. Yeah. And here was my other prediction: they're going to give him a boyfriend, and that he's going to make him gay. They're going to make him gay. He's going to be the first gay Star Wars the hero, and they'll give him three movies. And then Disney will be like, see, we said we were going to do cool stuff like this. So here it is. It's three movies. We said, but it just took forever. You had to, you know, sit through the Jon Favreau announcements and the Game of Thrones announcements. And Mm -hmm. then now, boom, gay Poe, three movies. But maybe I'm totally wrong. And it'll be another I think it should be even Varlane. Who's that? You just look up an obscure Star Wars character. Um, Get out well, of here, no, sex. no, hold on, hold on. I only Wookie looked it up Pedia. because I couldn't remember her name. It, it is a, it is the second character in the Leia comics. Mm. And so, like after the destruction of uh, yeah. of uh, Alderaan, Leia and a fighter pilot, this mm-hmm. this woman travel, who's also Alderaanian, mm-hmm. travel around trying to find all the like the, the diaspora for Alderaan and bring them all together before the Empire can get them. And it's just like it's basically what if. Han Solo was a blonde chick. Yeah. And I think that I, I, I love pilot stories, which is why I love Poe Dameron, but I think Poe Dameron should stay with his regular, like you don't want to, you don't want to start a three movie arc while Poe Dameron is still active. So like, why not mm. jump back to like sort of a, a rogue one style, like sort of supporting story. Right. Okay. A lot of other, like, That'd be cool. Or, or any of the awesome pilot characters from like the, like not rogue one, but like from the rogue squadron. Yeah. Sort of, you, you know, where, where's our, Where's our Wedge Antilles? I think we're in agreement at least that... Well, it must be a pilot. <laughs> unless it's Knights of the Republic, just not a Jedi. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jedi... If they kept Jedi to like the Skywalker saga, fine. And everything else was yeah. other yeah. characters, uh, that'd be cool. But but if they did come out with like Knights of the Republic where they're like, everyone's a Jedi, I'd be like, oh, okay, They're going to end up cool. doing that. 3,000 years, years ago or whatever. Yeah, they probably will. 
There's definitely going to be like another lots of lightsabers battle. There's just I'm pumped no for the Yoda game. trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the Yoda saga. He's just super. Get on it while Frank Oz is still know. with us. You know. Yeah, I know, but man, they'll get some young, sexy person to voice young Yoda, <laughs> and he'll be and he'll have abs. <laughs> Yoda. He'll be hot. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch is Yoda. It'll be Cumberbatch. That's Cumberbatch right. is yeah, and doing an It'll be like American Tom Cumberbatch, Hiddleston. the worst thing ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That oh, was boy. my. I hate I hate British people doing bad American accents. It can sometimes be real bad. Okay, yeah, Martin Freeman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't it's good. so weird. Like he's so good in Fargo, but <laughs> yeah. I guess like if you have like a specific American dialect, it's mm-hmm. easier. He's doing mm-hmm. hard Minnesota, mm-hmm. so maybe that helps. <laughs> but <laughs> but Benedict Cumberbatch tried Bostonian, didn't work out for him. No, no. sorry, Benny. I mean, again, if they had just been like, yeah, uh, fucking Doctor Strange is British now, I'd be like, okay. He should have been yeah. British either way. Start him off as British. He, he, somebody can be And now Thor's British. Australian. That's yeah. fine. Somebody can be British but still be, like, living in Greenwich Village. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, still True. be a New Yorker who's still all about New I also New York. love that there is, like, also no Americans are going to recognize that Chris Hemsworth changed his accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yep. the British one. Yep, it's true. We don't give a shit. As long as it's funny, we oh, don't give man. a shit. I love that movie Sax, so thank you so no much problem. for coming on to our show you. today. This was a phenomenal discussion. <laughs> it was. We got into some great stuff. We got into some great tangents. Uh, and you got to share some... Some of your feelings about Brick, man. I mean, again, I just, it's, it's just one of those movies that really touched me, which is, I mean, like, again, we, you know, a thing that's not going to be on this list and doesn't deserve to be, but is another of my favorite movies was from Dust Hold On 3. I mean, like, every now and again, a movie just reaches out and grabs you. That's fine, man. You know, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, and. Care Bears and, in Wonderland did it for me. <laughs> that's not true. I'm sure. My top 10 list was made fun of. Really badly by Amy Vorpal, so I know how you feel. Dude, I have I a bunch of dumb. It. I have a bunch of dumb. I have a goofy movie on there, and Amy was like, "Really?" And, and was like, right. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, dude, Ninja Turtles is dope. That first Ninja it Turtles movie is dope. So good. It is not one of the top five hundred. What I certainly like is that time. there's no there's no one is putting on airs in this podcast being like if it isn't Casablanca or fucking yeah. The Godfather. Oh man, get out. You know what I mean? I do not expect anything of people other than for them to be themselves. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I'm, I'm it. myself. You're yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're doing this thing, yeah. and we're going to take 10 I, freaking years. You're changing your shoes and putting on a cardigan right now. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I will say that the, with, with the exception of maybe the Indiana Jones films or whatever that I, that I mentioned, the closest I get to legitimate cinema in any of my like likes is Ronin, and then everything else from there is I haven't just, seen that. It's just stuff you oh, like. Oh, my God. It's a great crime film. Check it out. Take cool. on it. Cool. cool. Okay. Yeah. Add that. Watch that before you get to Princess Mononoke. That's okay. next. Keller, next what's week. next? Next week, we'll be watching Princess Mononoke, directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Excellent. Do you know where people can... Is that available online anywhere? Look online. Just... (laughs) (laughs) Who's our guest? We have the amazing Abby Trott. That's right. Abby Trott Mm -hmm. is going to be here. Voice actor extraordinaire, talking Mm -hmm. about one of her favorite films, Princess Mononoke. That's going to be great. What's that? Got to get them soot sprites. Is that that, that one? Is he putting them every film? No, soot sprites... Or that's is that in, the, that's is that Howl's Moving Castle. That's Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. And Spirited Away? I don't know. There's, There's like a little black are, I blob. Think, I think they're probably just, right. it's probably just something from like very common Japanese mythology that I just don't know. So yeah. like, Miyazaki invented them. And cool. it's like, nope. Whimsical. I know. Just like I think J.K. Rowling invented like schools, like houses and schools. And British kids are like, no, you idiot. That's J.K. How we... Rowling invented yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's so J.K. whimsical. Until 1998, stations. there's a bunch of uneducated fucks. In yeah. <laughs> Thanks, J.K. For J.K. For education. <laughs> All right, Sax, where can people find you on the internet? What do you want me to watch? Oh, um, Dick and Johnson. Dick and Johnson. That's a big one. Um, Come on, 
anything <laughs> on Geeking Sundry's live content, I'm very proud of. Um, I am super. This is this has been my dream job. So like working, everything I do it's is been amazing, great, man. It's been um, phenomenal. It's been oh, I've said phenomenal too many times. It has been a real joy getting to work with you well, and keep it, and keep and continuing <laughs> to to do Geek and Sundry stuff. It's been great. We, we just we just celebrated the three year anniversary. You, yeah. you guys both on that, and you yeah. posted about there. like. I mean, I really do feel like I've stood on the shoulders of giants like Zach Eubanks and all those people who created this channel. Yeah. And when I inherited it, sort of like I'm, I, I, I had no idea what I was getting into, but it is definitely the very, so yeah, everything there I'm really, uh, really, really proud of. Um, I do a lot of stuff with Erica Ishii, my best friend. So mm-hmm. you can watch us. We, we tend to watch dumb movies too. So if you like, if you, if you're into, if you're into movie <laughs> reviews, get on that. Um, and then a long time ago, I did a, a podcast called Fandom Planet with my friend Tim Powers, and maybe we'll record some more episodes of that at some point. So it'd be great. Man. Do it, Fandom Planet. So Fandom people can Planet. find all those things by searching you yeah. online? Or, or my I, website, which is pro- I mm-hmm. think I updated in 1998, is com. Having sax online. <laughs> all right, so don't go there because that's probably going <laughs> to end up being... probably just viruses now. Just, there's just a viruses. dick inside of the bell of a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> just, just very carefully punching that URL. Very carefully. Definitely. Um, but at SaxCar on Twitter and... and okay. um, and yeah, and just, you know, Geek and Sunday Live is all kinds of cool stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to, there's definitely something I do that's not our job. Oh, fuck. Anyway, anyway so th- you'll figure it out. Okay. Thanks again. Thank Sax you so Car. much. Sax We'll see you guys next week with Princess Mononoke, Abby Trot next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>